The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mal Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time or your truth journey brought you here, welcome home. By now, I don't have to tell you what you need to do to listen to tonight's full interview and every interview we have ever done. Just click on the subscribe button of our website and you'll get your login immediately. I'll have hundreds and hundreds of hours. And for those who still write to me wondering what happened to Sanitas, well, it's no longer making new shows, but the archives are right there and anyone can subscribe and listen to three full seasons. Any future Sanitas-related interviews will be falling right here on Veritas. And also, those of you who do not like PayPal, and I know a lot of you hate it, we have a new wave which you can use to pay and purchase your subscriptions. It's called Stripe. Once again, just click on the subscribe button and you'll see more information there. And if you want to get in touch with me, want to submit a guest suggestion, have feedback, I always love to hear from you. Click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Of all the UFO cases in the world, I think the Billy Meyer case is the most famous the most contested, and the most controversial, no question about it. Michael Horn has been researching the Billy Meyer UFO contacts for over 30 years and is the authorized representative for the book on the Meyer case. And yet, they fly. Michael has concluded that Meyer's credibility is unequaled by any other source, past or present. His website is theyfly.com, and he joins us north of where I am, in Flagstaff, Arizona. Hello, Michael, and welcome back to Veritas. How are you? I know. I like the way you put it. Welcome back, indeed. I'm, I am delighted to be speaking with you again. I thank you so much uh, for being so gracious as to have a second interview with you these few years later. And other than that, to answer your question, I'm doing fine. I'm busy up here in beautiful Flagstaff. It's been over six years now. I can't believe it's been that long, but I have to ask you, from California to Flagstaff, by the way, I love Flagstaff. Did Billy yeah. Meyer tell you to get out of California? Well, let me tell you uh, the the way I would put it. It wasn't that he said to me, hey, move. Um, actually, it wasn't even personal, you know, personally directed to or for me. What happened was somewhere back around 1980 or so, some Americans asked Meyer if he would ask the Playaran extraterrestrials, the people that he claims to be meeting with now for almost 75 years, 
if they would recommend a particular place in North America that would be a good place to establish a center to preserve the, the various work, the, the documents and writing, and et cetera, et cetera. So he, he said he would ask. And, you know, it's kind of uh, – well, you know, really, you're going to ask some extraterrestrials if they exist where to, you know, build a center in America. And he says, yes, I'll ask. I don't know if they'll give me anything, but they did. They said to him that specifically the best location in North America was specifically a place called Munns Park, Arizona, where I did actually end up living for a year, and that anything within a 200-kilometer radius of Flagstaff was within the overall zone for a preferred location. Um, I first came to visit Flagstaff and Munns Park, specifically in about 2009 with a buddy of mine, and we drove up here. And it wasn't until I got married the last time that my wife uh, said that she was tired of living in L.A., didn't want to live there. And we had traveled around a little bit, and I said, where do you want to move? And she said, let's move to Munns Park. <laughs> so I ended up in Munns Park for a year now up here in Flagstaff. And uh, I tell you, this is one beautiful place to live. So that is the kind of the genesis of my arrival up here, my journey. Well, Munns Park, very beautiful. It's like a mixture of Flagstaff and Sedona. I used to yes. live in California for four years, so I know exactly – uh, you know, to all my friends in California, no, 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 no hatred towards you, but you know, Arizona is a beautiful place too. I was that, I was in L.A. for uh, over forty years oh. with a brief, brief, brief stint living for almost six months up in the mountains of Brazil. But I I've lived in the large cities: Chicago, New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Then that stint in Brazil back to L.A., and then finally up here where I'm going, wow, I love it, the trees. <laughs> Very similar trajectory to mine, and I'm, I'm here now. But I have to say, when we talked last six years ago, we really, because I love to get deep into uh, each case, each book, and we really discussed a lot about the case, but we didn't really cover that much of the predictions. And since this, this, this is the end of the year, perhaps we're airing this at the beginning of the year, not sure yet, why don't we focus on the predictions, because there are many that haven't been fulfilled yet, but lately you're telling me that some of them, especially our election, can you start with that? Oh, on the election one? Um, sure. Yes. Uh, it was that Meyer had asked in in 2008, he had asked Patah, these are the, you know, the names of some of these people that he meets with, I'll only say allegedly once and I'll leave it up to people to decide for themselves if it's true or not. So, in 1951, uh, Meyer met with um, Patah. This is the, the person that is his uh, one of his main contact people. And at that time, he was asking – he wanted to know specifically about the 2008 primary. And he wanted to know if Obama would, would prevail in that or if uh, – Hillary Clinton would. And since you're since we're going to look at that, I will actually just give the uh, you know the two pertinent or two or three pertinent lines that are in the translation. Uh, it, it, you know uh, Meyer asks who's going to win 
And he also comments that, in his opinion, Hillary Clinton is extremely power hungry. And so Patah says to him, Barack Obama will win the Democrat primary. And what you say regarding Hillary Clinton corresponds to the truth. She's an extremely power craving woman who does who up to the end does not give up, but nevertheless will suffer a defeat. Then he says. If she would actually come to power, then the USA and many countries of Earth would be heading for a really unpleasant future. However, humanity can consider itself fortunate that power is not laid in the hands of this woman. Now, agree or disagree, that's what he was told on May 7th, 2008 in the 465th official contact. So this was about 2008 election, not 2016? Right. But and this is where I had even in my blogs commented on this. Usually they stick only to the moment that or the specific limited question they're asked. But when he says here, Barack Obama will win the Democrat primary and what you say regarding Hillary Clinton corresponds to the truth, that would have been enough. But uncharacteristically, he comes on further. I skip one sentence and he further says If she would actually come to power, you know, the USA and many countries of Earth would be heading for a really unpleasant future if she would actually come to power. However, humanity can consider itself fortunate that power is not laid in the hands of this woman. Now, what's interesting about that is, to me, and again, I I was looking at this, I've looked at this for a while. They answer the question about the Democrat primary, but then they go on to say, Humanity will consider itself fortunate that power is not laid in the hands of this woman, meaning if if Obama wins the Democrat primary, that doesn't put power in his hands yet, other than for being the candidate for the Democrats. They had told Meyer in advance that he would also win, but they don't publish that in advance. They don't publish these kinds of things in advance, so people are free to say, oh, they didn't, you know, it couldn't be true. They backdated. Okay, fine and dandy. But I think we would find out. As we explore, as you've suggested, the various uh, prophecies and predictions about so many things that um, the credibility is with Meyer in terms of certainly being truthful as to when he was uh, spoken to and what he was told and then that he published it as it was presented to him. Now, again, people are free to do whatever they want with it, but there is – one kind of a caveat or a rider or a, I don't know what you'd call it, an intro I like to do fairly recently. I've done this more and more about the Meyer case and actually about extraterrestrial contact. I think most everybody would agree, maybe some wouldn't, that the actual confirmed existence of extraterrestrial life, intelligence, space traveling extraterrestrials would be hands down the most important single event, story, discovery, call it what you will, in human history exceeded only by confirmed contact with such a race. So while this whole field of UFOs and extraterrestrials, uh, things are spoken about as if, of course, everybody and their brother is meeting with so-called aliens – We don't have scientific recognition of it from mainstream science, but I do contend that the Meyer case 
has scientific, independent, expert scientific authentication, which isn't apparently what we'll focus on right now. I think we'll find with the prophetic information that it's an even higher standard of proof than Myers' photos and films and all the stuff that's been authenticated. I have a question regarding uh, Billy Meyer. He sure. speaks uh, English, correct? Because I've, I've, I've seen him being interviewed in the past. He does speak some English. He does speak very, very, very infrequently in English. And the reason why I ask, and no offense to you, no. why does he need a representative when we have the advent of the Internet these days? Well, I don't know that, that he needs it. You see, what happened is in 2004, I asked if I could officially represent them, in, especially in America, but in the English-speaking language because I've done it around the world. And the, uh, what I would do would be to present their information as they publish it, exactly as they present it, with a couple of qualifications. One – that I am entitled to keep my own free opinion. If I don't know if something's really true, I'm not, I don't have to go out there and say, well, it's true and Bill, because Billy Meyer said it. Mm -hmm. Number two, I can disagree if, if for some reason I'm not comfortable with something. And number three, that I would do it voluntarily. That means without any compensation. I don't pay them. They don't pay me. And we agree to that. And I, uh, I'm in my like fourth year of second, seven-year contract with them, or maybe fifth year by now, I don't know, somewhere in there. Um, and Meyer really does, first of all, he writes in German. He uh, lives in a German-speaking country. His family, his friends, all of the people in the group that he has formed to assist him, they all speak all the time in German together. In the past, uh, you know, Meyer, when I first started coming, he would speak to me in English, and it was very nice. And then several years ago, he said, from here on, when you come, you speak in German. I said, okay. And it's, I'm not a German speaker, but I, you know, I did some quick studying and stuff. And each time I go over there, I kind of bone up a bit more so that I will understand more, hopefully be able to also speak a little more. And then, especially because I can film him in interviews, then I have the interviews translated. With the interestingly enough, this last interview, Billy spoke in English in, in in parts of it for sure. He wanted to say certain things immediately in English, and and he did, and that had to do also with the election and what's coming to America as far as they are concerned. By the way, I will have some more information about that hopefully by the end of the week, but. Meyer has, in addition to phantom limb pain, uh, chronic rheumatism, the heart valve that was replaced last year, bruised ribs, and a host of other things, including having recovered from a brain injury some years ago. Um, he's pretty stoic, and he doesn't complain, and he doesn't beg favor. But when he asked me to you know, speak in the language there, I thought that the least I can do is do my best. I do my best when I get there. Every now and then something will slip into a little English from either of us if it really needs to be conveyed. And he doesn't want to go through the contortions of my pretty uh, rudimentary German. So, you know, in, the, in that perspective, when people, uh, you know, when they understand that in, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And uh, there are people who represent his material in Italy who speak in Italian there, you know, and people in other parts of the world, Russia, even some in Asia, different places. So I'm not troubled by that. I know people would love to think that, you know, well, let's get Billy Meyer on. 
Um, he doesn't even do that. It doesn't coincide with his time or his work schedule and his living schedule. So he, he prefers not to represent himself in less than the clearest way possible, even if he had the time to do it. So I said, I will send you everything I do. You get copies of every, you know, video and, and uh, you know, recording and film and interview so that if there's something that doesn't seem straight here, let me know right away so that I don't go off. Because the only reason I ended up doing these presentations to begin with, Mel, was that the former representative was a guy named Randy Winters, who was a very charismatic, good speaker on the case. And when I met him in 1986, 87, we produced a film together called The Pleiadian Connection, and I ended up being his opening act doing new age comedy before he would speak and do his presentations. New then age comedy. Sit- yeah, I did that for 12 <laughs> oh, wow. years. Yeah, I had, I've had a few unusual careers in my life. That was one of them. So what happened was I'd sit in the audience and I'd listen to Randy. And I, as time went on, I became more uncomfortable with things that were not congruent with what I knew was in the material. And he knew the material too, but he was inserting things and going off in places on stuff. And so I finally decided – I asked him. I said, listen, I'd like to do some of my own presentations. He said, sure, and I'll give you some slides. He was very gracious about it. Shortly after I started to do that, the people in Switzerland asked him to stop doing presentations because it was just going too far afield and wacky stuff was in it. And I was doing presentations, let's say, from 1988 on, and it wasn't until 2004 that I then asked to represent them officially. Interesting. I remember years ago, probably about six, seven years ago, his son, Methuselah, Methi, yes. he came mm-hmm. out and started, uh, I don't know if he, you can call it debunking. And by the way, I'm not here to debunk. I, yes. I'm a journalist. I want to be neutral. I want to see both sides. Sure. I, I guess there's some father-son issues. What came out of this? Well, yes. Um you know, I think Billy's the first person to say, listen, every human being is responsible for themselves. They deserve love. They deserve, you know, acceptance and they, you know, deserve to, to, to go through their life and, uh, you know, have the ups and downs. And it's not that they should be isolated or shunned, but each person's going to express their perspectives and there's times and places to respond to that. And there's times and places to just let people have their say. Here's what it, turned out to be to the best information that I could get from people who knew, of course, know both of them in Switzerland and in Europe. Um, Methy's a guy who uh, didn't quite apparently find his his own identity as strongly, let's say, as the other son, Atlantis, who I also know, and who is uh, – well, both of them as children, of course, they saw the ships. This is, They're on video – Atlantis even, I think, had painted one of the ships and one of the videos showed a drawing of it. And they both, even Methy, who had all this issue with his dad, said, well, well, the contacts are real, of course, but my dad's a, you know, son of a gun. Well, it turned out from what we heard that the actual abuse he was talking about came from his mother. And there seems to be in the various transcripts some things that would corroborate that because it also turned out that such behavior was directed at Billy himself by his ex-wife, including some pretty uh, intense little attacks with frying pans and whatever. You know, you can laugh about it, but it's not really funny. Now, all of that being said, I am not a first you know, person 
party to the the dramas of that family and these are human beings everybody involved in this whole story unlike the ufo community with its perfect space brothers and evil aliens and all the rest of this absolute disinformation these are real people and when we if we do if we look at the history of the play iron which i do have a blog about we'll see that these people did start thank you for listening To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it, because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.